Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode four of season six of Looking for the Middle. We are coming to you from a different recording location today. Yes, I are. am at Bethany's church in her counseling room. That's what this is called. Yeah. Okay. This is one of the counseling rooms. Yes, we had to rearrange our schedule a little bit. So instead of my dining room table, we are at the <laughs> church today. So yeah, this week was kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. It really trying was. to put all the pieces together and it was. make it work. Yes, but. Here we are. Yes. And we're still ahead of the game for yes. now. For now. I know, right? I feel like we had the greatest intentions of let's record everything so early and here we are like two or three weeks yeah. ahead of time. We'll, we'll be like <laughs> four or five weeks ahead. It'll be a month ahead of schedule it'll, by yeah, the time we really start. Good. So it'll yeah. be good. It'll be good. Okay. Before we get to Kristen's question of the day, which she came in here super excited about because she already knew what it was going to be. Yep. Not like never happens. Before we do that, um, quick reminder, if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter yet, be sure to do that. You can go to Instagram, you can subscribe through our bio. You can go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com. We send that out every Thursday that has fun articles, videos, other podcasts, our podcast resources to just help with the topic we were talking about that week. Did I tell you I had a dream about our newsletter the other night? No, but that's really sad. And that's that sad. That's what I'm dreaming about these days. I dreamt that the one from the last week of last season yeah. kept getting sent out every week and i couldn't figure out a way to stop so for like it two months everyone yeah, was getting the same like, newsletter here's the countdown to like our top five hallmark christmas movies i'm like it's february that's too funny so yes that's, oh, that's what i'm funny. that's what i'm dreaming about these days don't guys. worry we won't spam you we'll only send it once exactly unless Kristen messes something up yes which has happened before the worst case scenario she'll just send you the one from the week before again yeah probably or, well the only time i've messed up is when i changed the whole email but i kept the same that's subject line <laughs> I felt like such an idiot. It's okay. It's fine. It's okay. Okay. The other thing is if you don't follow us on social media already, maybe consider doing that. Facebook or Instagram. Instagram we're definitely more active on. It's LFTM underscore podcast there. Facebook is just looking for the middle podcast. So go check those out. Hang out with us there. We would love to talk to you. And without further ado, I will hand it over to Kristen for our question of the day. I'm so excited about this. Are Which you ready? Can I just say, we recently did a question on Instagram that was like, hey, what do you guys like hearing about? So we can kind of tailor content. And one thing one person said was they love the question of the day. Really? So I just love that you guys love this. Oh my gosh, so yes. thanks. I need to go back and read the rest of those because I read... At the Well, I read like as they were coming in the yeah. first, you know, handful or whatever. And then I stopped. So I need to go back and yes, okay. read them. Okay. Question of the day. If you could go back in time yes. and give your parents advice before you were born. Before I was even born. What advice would you give them? I have absolutely no idea. Okay, I'll go first. Yes, you've obviously thought about this. First advice would be to quit having kids after me. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, I love my siblings. No, my parents joke that they thought they were like the best parents on the planet when they just had me because oh, I was funny compliant and well behaved <laughs> and they're like wow we have got this figured out and then they had my brother and it all went downhill but we've joked my mom was like gosh it would have been so much easier if you were the third kid yeah. and I'm like I would not have existed if I was the third kid because if you had had those two you'd have been like nope done forget it, forget it. got the boy and the girl yes we're, we're done. good that's um, funny no seriously though if I were to give my parents advice Oh, gosh. They were such good parents. I don't have I, a lot of complaints. Probably to uh, ease up on me a little bit because... Oh, that's a good one. They were so much... like, And, and that's normal, but it like, normal you get oldest. less strict as you go along. Yeah. And that's the one thing my parents have said going back. Like They're like, we love how you turned out, but we were harder on you yeah. than we probably should have been. And so I've been like, hey, maybe ease up a little bit if yeah. you uh, want to. Man. That's a really good one because I'm an oldest child too. And so I totally get that of like, hey, like it'll be fine. Yes. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe talk parent parent the first kid with like a third kid mentality, which is mm -hmm. also impossible for someone to do. Right. Um but yeah, everything turns out okay. Just relax a <laughs> <Yeah>. little. <laughs> a little. A little affirmation from the future. Yeah, like there it's we go. It's gonna be fine. Let's go with that. You're gonna do great. Yeah, it's funny. So, that's a good one. I know. That's I would have loved to have like 
seen my parents like kind of like a behind the scenes look yes you only see yeah them and exactly they're talking to each other like oh my word what are we gonna do yeah i don't know what do you think we should do <laughs> like a documentary about my parents or yes. something from like just things that we weren't able to see that's that would have been funny funny okay well that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about today but Not even a little hence the beauty of the question of the yes. day so, so well do you want to Say what we're talking oh, I about. No, the one time I remember that my color's purple and it's at the top. I was about to start talking. The one time I remember. <laughs> I'll I'll read the title of the episode okay, and then you, you kick you us off. Do that. So we are talking about today, or we're answering the question. Yes. Are you idolizing your boyfriend and how to stop? So if you are wondering this, mm-hmm. you've come to the right place. And if you're not wondering it now, chances are you probably will in the future. Very true. Bethany and I have both gone through this. Yes. More than once. Yeah. At least for me. I won't I speak know, for you. I every time you have a boyfriend. But basically. <laughs> it's just kind of like, here are the trials you will face when you're yeah. in a relationship. It's just kind of like stamped on mm-hmm. there. So we're going to help you figure out if you're idolizing, what's wrong with idolizing, and then how to not do it anymore. Stop it. So, Bethany, why don't you start off and let's define idolatry. Yes, I think that is so important to define our terms. Yes. So that when you hear us say something, you know what we're meaning by it and can operate within that paradigm. Okay, so we are talking about idolatry today. And idolatry is anything, person, or desire that you are willing to sin to get or you are willing to sin if you don't have it. I love that definition. So, yeah, when we say, are you idolizing your boyfriend? We're saying, are you willing to sin to keep him, you know, to get that, to keep the boyfriend? Or are you willing to sin to get a boyfriend? And most things are going to boil down to that. And that's how you can know, okay, this has gone too far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and thankfully, like... We talk about all the time how the Bible doesn't necessarily talk about dating, but it talks about a lot of the issues that you face in dating. This is one of those yes. things where the Bible has a lot to say about idolatry. Most of you, if not all of you, probably know that's one of the Ten Commandments yep. is not idolizing things or other people. So we just pulled a few verses that particularly speak to idolatry just so we have our foundation for the rest of the episode okay so the first one is colossians 3 5 which says put to death therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry now as bethany i just had a conversation off air to make sure we were interpreting this correctly (laughs) um i believe paul is referring to just coveting or greed i'm not Mm going to try to say the big word again uh, because i will mess it up is he, that's what he's referring to as idolatry. But if you look at these, like in a way, these can all be uh, representations of idolatry or like consequences yeah. of it because you're ultimately do you're sinning again, right. back to your definition to get what you want or to get something you don't have or to keep something that you want that maybe you shouldn't have. Yeah. And all of, all of those things listed, sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, all of these things come back at the root to you're basically saying, okay, I know what God said about these things, but I'm going to choose to do what I want to do because I think I know better. Mm. And as soon as you have done that, I don't think any of us would ever consciously think, well, I know better than God, but that's what you're saying. And you're putting yourself in his position. And I think oftentimes, even as we're talking here about, are you idolizing your boyfriend? Even within that, I think most times your biggest idol is yourself, your pleasure, your comfort, your ease, your whatever your desire is in the moment, that becomes all consuming. And if that thing is a boyfriend right now, then you're idolizing him as a result of idolizing yourself. Yeah, I think the phrase, I mean, we hear the phrase all the time, you know, actions speak louder than words. I think that phrase applies more to Christians than maybe anybody else because the good Christian thing to do is to never say, oh, I know better than God or, oh, I'm putting something before God. So we would never actually say those things. Mm -hmm. But like you said, when we partake in actions like this or decision-making, like Paul's describing here, it's exactly what you're doing, whether you say it or not. Mm -hmm. And so that's where... actions are screaming. Yeah. Regardless of what words you say. Exactly. Another verse we pulled was Psalm 16, 4, 
which is very self-explanatory. It just says, <laughs> the sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply. In other words, you're going to be disappointed, let down, frustrated, sad, yeah. mad. All the negative emotions and feelings are going to come as long as you are putting somebody or even something else mm-hmm. in place of where God should be in your life. Yeah. And then the last one is two verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13 and 14. Again, from Paul, we <laughs> hear, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Mm. And I really want you to pay attention to the word flee there because I feel like idolatry is one of those sins that we kind of like walk the line on yeah. and it's like it's like sexual immorality of like yeah. how close can I get without messing mm-hmm. up. And it's like no, he's saying flee. That's like Forrest Gump running. Like that <laughs> yeah. meme or gif or whatever. Kristen doesn't like, know anything about that. No, I don't because y'all know I can't run fast. My mom was apparently making fun of me at my <laughs> tennis match for being slow. She was. I was there. Oh my gosh. It was kind of hilarious. Yeah, speed is not my thing, but doesn't matter. Fleeing means like getting on your horse and like yeah. getting out of there and running away. Not dabbling. Exactly. And not, yeah. you know, walking that line. So I think that word is really important to pay attention to here. Yeah, and I just want to kind of, I don't know, this is not saying anything specific about like, here's what idolatry looks like. Here's, you know, this is how you know you're idolizing something or someone. But he goes through this whole thing about no temptation is overtaking you. God is faithful. He will provide a way of escape. You know, he's saying, here's here's what it looks like. And then he says, so flee from idolatry. So obviously this is something that's a big deal. And it's also something that's very common. But in that, there's hope because you aren't going to be tempted beyond your ability. And what that, you know, people a lot of times say, well, God won't give you anything you can't handle. False. He totally will. And like it says here, with the temptation, he will provide the way of escape. He is that escape. And so he will give you more than you can handle all the time so that you can so clearly see your need for him. And through that and realizing that and running to him then you will be able to handle what it is. Then you will be able to overcome that temptation. And yeah, like Kristen said, flee from that idolatry, which is so common. And if you think about it, sin is always rooted in pride. And pride is elevating yourself to the place of God in your own eyes. So all sin, if you really want to get down to it, is a form of idolatry because you are robbing God of what is rightfully his. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think exactly what you were saying, there's hope in this. And I love this passage because there's comfort in knowing that everybody's kind of dealing with the same thing. Like that's why community is so important. That's why we preach not dating in a bubble on here because you are not going to withstand temptation one without the Lord, obviously, but then he puts other people in your life to help you like get through this. And a lot of times, which we'll talk about, towards the end of the episode like that's one of your ways out yeah and so whatever that way out looks like for you from you know fleeing from idolatry like he's gonna provide it and if you want to kind of go in the rabbit trail of temptation like (laughs) who doesn't want to go yeah exactly exactly i mean what a fun ride um no but (laughs) i didn't write this verse down so i won't know the reference so you can look it up yourself but scripture does talk about how like jesus was tempted in every way that we are so mm. when you think about him being on um being tempted with for 40 days and nights and satan's yeah. like throwing it, he was being tempted with idolatry of like hey if you will idolize me if you will idol even mm-hmm. like putting yourself above like where you know you should be yeah or idolizing you know your need to satisfy your hunger because he was yeah. so hungry he hadn't eaten in over a month like he was being tempted to idolize other people and other yeah. things just like we are but he withstood that temptation and so we have that same power that was within him living in us as believers and that's what we've got to harness if we're going to overcome idolatry of any form but specifically like we're going to talk about today yeah idolizing a relationship or a guy that you're dating so it was really important like we said we want to kind of lay that foundation lay that yeah lay that base and we would encourage all to and 
you know, we're not the end all be all here, obviously, of information, (laughs) if y'all haven't figured that out by now. So go study. I mean, the Bible has so much to say, like we said about this topic. So go even Google Bible verses on idolatry or there are studies on it or, you know, talk to your small group leader, Mm -hmm. your mentor, your pastor, if that's something you really want to dive into more and put that work in yourself. This Mm -hmm. is the tip of the iceberg that we're going to talk about today. And so we really would encourage y'all to kind of take that further if that's something that, you know, this or this is something you either struggle with or that you're seeking more help with. Yes, totally agree. So I think we've established idolatry is wrong. We have established it's not just a preference. Like it is a sin issue. This is not a gray area. It's not a maybe. This is a black and white thing. And so to kind of recap, let's sum up real quick. Why is idolatry wrong? Number one, because God says so, which... Don't you love that answer? Is I know, but of all the things, he can say that. Yes. <laughs> um, and I just think that's such a cool like gracious thing of God. Like he could have given us the 10 commandments and the thou shalt and the thou shalt nots, And that's enough Mm. because he said so the end, but he didn't. We have 66 books of instruction of examples of encouragement as to why those things are the way that they are. And I just think that's such a gracious thing for him to do because he did not have to do that, but he did. Anyway, yeah. I'm getting off no, topic. I so. think, well, and because you think about it too, like that's what's so cool about the Bible being the mix of what it is. It's like, yes, there are all these commandments, but then there are all of these accounts and stories yeah. of real people. Mm-hmm. And you get to see either, oh, they obeyed and this is what happened or they didn't and this is what right. happened. And you know, we obviously part of being human is learning the hard way, but there are a lot of things we wouldn't have to learn the hard way if we would get into the word and be like, oh, okay, they did this. This is how that worked out. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. I'm going to at least try not to. I may stumble along the way, but like, (laughs) like you said, I think that's a great mentality to have of just what a gift it is to have, not just a list of do's and don'ts, but whether it's, either through Paul's writing him saying like, if you do this, this is what's going to happen or stories through the gospels or just, you know, through the old Testament of here's what happened when people put these to practice or when they chose not to. Mm -hmm. So talking about why is it wrong? First thing, because God said so. (laughs) Second thing, because you're robbing God of what is rightfully his, that place in your life that honor and glory from you for who he is, as opposed to when you're elevating yourself or someone else to that place, you're giving the honor and glory that is due God to yourself because you're elevating yourself to that place. And I think like we said before, none of us are going to outright say that, but that's what your actions are saying for you. Yeah. And that's such a simple statement, but that's the crux of it really. Um, this is what's rightfully God's. This is the role he should have in your life. And if you're idolizing somebody or something else, you're just taking that away. And not only is that sin, but you're not going to find fulfillment from doing that as much as you think you will. And we'll get into that in a second. It's not going to end well. Let me just go ahead and give you the spoiler alert right now (laughs) because we've, and we've all been there. And it's like when you're hungry and you think, oh, I'm going to go like, I'm going to have a big pizza. This is going to feel so, like, I'm going to feel so much better. I'm going to be so full. Yeah, you may be full. You also feel disgusting afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you think, oh, well, now I'm still hungry. Like, there's always going to be mm-hmm. something. Like, you were made to hunger for something. And if you're not feeding that spiritual hunger with the Lord, yeah, it's not. You're going to come up short. And the last thing I'll add to it, as far as why it's wrong is when you're idolizing, particularly a boyfriend, and placing him in the place that God should have in your life, that's crippling to a guy. And I mean, just to put that kind of pressure on him, like, because for some reason, and maybe this is just me, so feel free to say, Kristen, you're being weird about this. But when you think of idolizing a boyfriend, it's almost like my mind goes to like, oh, he's this like jerk who's not even a Christian. And I'm just, I'm so you know, infatuated with him that I am just totally turning my back on my faith. No, this guy could be amazing. He could be super godly and like leading you well and have all these really great qualities and be everything you're looking for. You can still idolize him. Mm -hmm. And 
he hasn't necessarily done anything wrong, but you're putting a lot of pressure on him to fulfill your needs and to constantly be affirming you and to be everything you've ever wanted. And yeah, you talk to a guy like I've talked to a few guys about this and they're like, Kristen, that's it's a lot. And like you, you feel like you're just set up for failure. Yeah. When you're doing that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you just feel like uh, I'm going to screw up eventually. I'm going to disappoint her. And I'm going to let her down. And that's not healthy for your relationship at all either. So if you want to boil it down to even like, yes, here's the spiritual side of it too. But like, here's how practically that's going to affect your relationship. It's not good. And so really be mindful of, hey, he could be really great Mm -hmm. and he could be amazing. He could be super godly and, you know, pursuing his relationship with the Lord so well. But you've got to keep him in his rightful place and keep the Lord in his rightful place if you want to see your relationship thrive. Totally. And I think a lot of times this will come when you're doing this, the things you will hear from a guy are, I feel smothered. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if I'm ready for this type of relationship, commitment, you know, whatever, or I'm just not in that place yet. Like they, they feel that pressure. And so those are the things you're probably going to hear back from them that might be kind of an indicator of, Hey, I'm taking this too far. Yeah, no, that's good. And then one other question I think we should be asking in regards to idolizing your boyfriend, you know, or at least one that I've probably asked yeah. is like, is it really that big of a deal? Like he is really great. So like, shouldn't I, you know, really think highly of him and like put him in this place. And my first response to, you know, Kristen, who is asking that is <laughs> y'all are gonna think I'm crazy. Like, Oh great. She's talking to herself. She's talking to herself. All of her persons. Yes. All of her, all of her people. Yes. Um, I really think, though, the enemy would like you to think that it's not a big deal, as he does with all sin. Like, oh, you're fine. Like, yeah. it's okay. It's, you know, you it's a minor anyone. thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you know, you haven't murdered anybody. Yeah. You're not having an affair. You're not, like, right. fill in the blank, yeah. you know. That, and that's Satan's tactic, but we know where Jesus is talking, and he says, if you have been angry with your brother, you have murdered him in your heart. If you have looked lustfully at someone, then you have committed adultery in your heart. And so in God's eyes, those sins are all the same. It's because it's about your heart. It's not about what comes out, what makes its way out. It's about what your root heart desire is. And in these cases, your heart desire is to be God. But we know from Scripture that God is a jealous God. And it's Exodus 34, 14, where he's saying, do not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. Now we take that and say, God is a jealous God. Well, I thought he was perfect and didn't sin because we're humanizing what jealousy looks like to us. But in reality, he's jealous for his own glory. And he 100% deserves all of our honor and praise and glory and And attention. Yes. And so he is jealous, but it is 100% warranted. It is not a human jealousy, but Mm -hmm. we, I mean, we can't comprehend that, but yes, it is a big deal. God says it's a big deal and it can start off seeming innocent or minor, but the more you seek to find that fulfillment or security or acceptance or whatever it is from your boyfriend instead of from the Lord, the more entrenched in that idolatry you're going to become. You are training your mind. You are training your heart. And you need to stop and repent and move move past that and move away from that. Just like I said before, flee from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Romans 12, like yeah. renewing your mind. Yes, exactly. And this, I mean, this goes for any sin. And you think about, I think it's important to really kind of parallel as much as we can because for whatever reason we like to segment our dating mm-hmm. life and our dating sins from everything else and there's really more <laughs> commonality than yeah. we probably like to admit but any sin seems harmless at first you think about the first time you told a little while I like oh that wasn't a big deal and then six months later everything that comes out of your mouth is like this that's not true you don't even think about yeah, it anymore. I'm like, but yeah. it's, it's just second nature right and so yeah it doesn't start out as a big deal but then the more you engage in it, the more you do it, the more devastating and oppressive it's going to be. And the more you're going to feel trapped by like, I can't get out of this. I'm so deep into this sin. And that's what we don't want y'all to do. We don't want y'all to be so 
enveloped in this relationship of like, oh my gosh, he is my everything and I will die without him. Like there's a difference between love and idolatry. Totally. And there's quite a big thick fence between the two. And so I think you, we've, we've got to distinguish those two things of, Hey, you can just be, you can be in love with this guy, but you can also have him in his rightful place. And if you don't, then that's where it's going to get dangerous and it's just going to get worse and worse from an idolatry standpoint. Yes. And I'm so glad you said that about the difference between love and idolatry. Because I think a lot of times you can just think, oh, well, I just love him. I just love him to death. And he's so great. And he's so wonderful. But like in the beginning, when we said we're going to define our terms, you have to define these terms biblically. And a true biblical love is selfless and thoughtful and not an emotionally driven thing. It is a conscious choice and decision, whereas idolatry is very self-serving. What can I get out of this? What is in it for me? What what makes me feel good? What what am I going to get from this? And so there, I think, can be a great distinction if you're trying to evaluate, okay, have I gone too far? Do I just really love him? What's the difference? What do you see as the pattern of your motivation? Is it service? Or is it self-service? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's important too, you pointed out that idolatry a lot of times is like feelings and emotions based because yeah. going back to Colossians 3, 5, all those things that Paul was listing, he said all of the earthly things, the things that are yes. part of your flesh. And so those are going to be your instinct responses of, oh, I want this. Okay, well, I'm going to do it. Oh, this feels good. Okay, I'm going to go for it. Okay, this is, you know, this makes me feel all like... gooey and warm and fuzzy and this is so great so then i'm gonna you know partake in that or i'm gonna put this guy at this level whatever it's all emotions and feelings based yeah whereas like you said when you are keeping your boyfriend in his rightful place and god in his rightful place that's a conscious choice that's decision making and so one is gonna take a lot more effort than the other Mm -hmm. one's gonna be a little more difficult than the other but one's gonna be way more worth it in the long run so that's where you've really got to be careful and what we're going to help you figure out how to do as we keep going through this episode yeah anytime like you said it's not gonna be easy but anytime you're trading off what is wrong for what is right it may not be it may not be pleasant in the immediate but the long term is always so much more fulfilling and when your desire is to honor the lord the present seems fleeting Mm -hmm. and it's worth it because you know that what's coming, whether it be contentment by being obedient to the Lord now, or whether it's eternity, either way, like, you know, that what, because you're in his order that the payoff, the fulfillment later will always be worth it. Exactly. Okay. So we have set the stage for what is idolatry, why it's wrong, why it's a big deal, all those things. And you're probably all going, Great, but how do I know if I'm idolizing my boyfriend? So we have a list here of one, two, three, four, five, six things. Six ways you might see this manifest itself in your life. So kick us off. What's the first one? The first one is, are you obsessive? (laughs) And I know this is kind of, that's kind of a harsh word, but I think it's worth asking because you may not realize you're being obsessive as a lot of these things are probably not things you're instantly aware of on your own. If you have this much self-awareness to figure out that you're idolizing, (laughs) good for you. And please like DM us and tell us what you do to like work on your (laughs) self-awareness because that's amazing. But are you obsessive in your thoughts about him? The way you talk about him? Do you freak out if other people talk about him, particularly other girls? Does or talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. Talk oh, okay. to him. Yes. Or yeah, either one. Both. Either one. <laughs> Does everything else in your life fall by the wayside because of him? Yeah. Whether that's, you know, church, whether that's your family, whether that's spending time with your friends, sleep, you know, obviously, and again, the line, like, yes, you're going to make sacrifices. You're going to reprioritize things when you get a boyfriend. That's different than literally putting everything else, yeah. you know, on the back burner and he is it. And that's yeah. that's when you become obsessive and that's when you may be idolizing You've him. Gone, yeah, gone a little too far. I think mm-hmm. another one is we can get really hung up on status, like relationship status. And, you know, do you, do you need everyone in your life to know that you have a boyfriend? Or do you feel the need to constantly, like, talk about him to other people? And it's almost like you're idolizing 
like your relationship status and that you need everyone to know that you have a boyfriend as if there's a worthiness to that, which they're really, it's like we've talked about so many times. There's not some level you reach that then you get a boyfriend. (laughs) There's not some merit that this is based on. Um, And I would just say, yeah, watch out for the relationship status. And I don't think Facebook does anyone any you know, favors with this in that there's 38 ways of defining your relationship status, but we all want to have that as part of our lives. And so it can become so all consuming to the point that you're overlooking some red flags. And that kind of goes back to what we're talking about. You're willing to sin and stay in this relationship. You know, you shouldn't because then you will have that relationship status that you want. And that's when you're like, okay, I am idolizing this thing because I'm not trusting God to provide that for me in his time. Mm -hmm. Another thing that may indicate that you are idolizing your boyfriend is if he is the first person you run to for help, for guidance, for affirmation, for feeling worthy, whatever that looks like for you. I heard someone say, this has been years ago, like, do you run to your phone before you run to the throne? Mm. Which is very cheesy, but I it has obviously stuck with me. <laughs> but seriously, like if something, like if you need help or if you are sad or you are, you know, needing wisdom, are you going to him before you go to the Lord about it, before yeah. you're praying about it, before you get in the word about it? Because again, elevating him to where God is, where he shouldn't be. And this is one of those ways where I think guys can feel really crippled by that pressure because they think, Oh my gosh, her decision-making is all based on me. And like, Oh, she is only in a good mood when I tell her how wonderful she is. And if she's not, then it's just like a different person Uh or whatever. And I'm being slightly dramatic, but you get the idea. You get the idea. Yeah. Yeah, It is crippling. And so the Lord should be the first person you go to, whether you have a boyfriend or not, because I'm guilty of doing this with my mom, my friends, whatever. It's like, no, he is, he is your main and initial or place for wisdom, guidance, truth, affirmation, yeah, whatever, conviction, all those things. Everybody else is secondary. Right. So keep that in mind. Yeah. And this is not so much saying, it's, it's, is he the first person you run to? It's not saying, okay, well, do you talk to your friends first or do you talk to him first? That's, don't miss that distinction. That's mm-hmm. not, I mean, not what we're talking about. Because right when I read it at first, I was like, well, he probably will be if you've been dating for a while kind of thing. Like he will be the person you talk to first. But it's not over the Lord. Mm-hmm. That should never happen. Now, sure, you're like, hey, this thing happened and I'm really upset. And it doesn't mean, okay, well, I cannot talk to my boyfriend until I've read the Bible for 30 minutes. Like that's not what we're saying. But it's yeah. like, okay, this really upsetting thing happened or I really need to talk to someone or I really need guidance. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm praying and saying, Lord, help me know what to do here. Help me. You know, I'm praying in that moment and calling verses to mind. And then I'm saying, okay, I need to talk to someone. And then you call him, but it's not like you call, call your boyfriend because you're like, I have no idea what I even need to do. And he's like, well, have you prayed about her? And it doesn't even cross your mind until he mentions mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, and I think something else too, if even if, little little twist on this one even if (laughs) let's say you did you know you were you've been praying about it you've been in the word about it then you went and talked to him yeah if you hold his opinion and his his guidance in higher regard than what you've been (laughs) because i'm also very guilty of this we're we're learning all kinds of things (laughs) i've done wrong but if he's saying more of what i want to hear versus i know what's right and what I've yeah. read in scripture, I'm like, I don't really like that answer. Okay, boyfriend, why don't you tell me what you think? Oh, I like that better. I like that. I'm going to yeah, go exactly. that route. Like, that's the same thing. So you could still do it in the quote unquote right order. Yes. But in your head, you've prioritized it incorrectly yeah. because you're holding his guidance and affirmation ahead of what God is saying to you. So Very also keep point. that in mind. Yes. And then I think you kind of mentioned this before, but just touch on it again. Do you find yourself skipping out on your quiet time, on church events, on your small group, and really any other responsibilities too in order to spend time with him? And I want to point out those other responsibilities because this is not solely indicated by your spiritual life taking a decline. If you're not, you know, fulfilling your responsibilities at home, you're not keeping up with other things because you're so 
using that word again, obsessive about this time with your boyfriend because you're terrified that something might happen. Now I get the honeymoon phase and he's all you think about and it's all you want to do. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Hear me. But when it's over the long term, you're neglecting your responsibilities and you're not being a good steward of the responsibilities that God has given you because you want to spend time with this guy that becomes an issue. Exactly. Another thing, we got two more. We're really actually flying through this list. Look, Look at, at us. us. We never do this. Okay. <laughs> Another question to ask yourself, are you abandoning your own convictions just to go along with his rather than confronting him when there's a disagreement? So again, kind of going back to you're holding his opinions in higher mm-hmm. regard than the Lord. So if you feel really strongly about something, you have a conviction about something, obviously the first thing that comes to my mind is from a physical standpoint, because that's an easy one, but this can go any direction. But let's say you really have a strong conviction about where your physical boundaries are. He disagrees. You're like, okay, well, I really like him. So yeah, you just throw that out the window just to go along with him instead of being like, no, I feel really strongly about this. I've, you know, spent a lot of time in prayer and like, I feel like this is what the Lord has given me as far as a conviction goes and I'm going to stick to it. If you're not willing to do that, then you're at a place where you're idolizing this guy and that across the board, whether that's, you know, from a physical boundary standpoint, whether it's convictions on church, family, friends, conflict resolution, you know, work, fill in the blank, whatever that looks like for you. If you're just willing to, we all know those girls who become a totally different person depending on who they're dating. Like you don't want to be that girl. You still want to be who God created you to be. Right. And abide by the convictions that he's given you based on his word, regardless of what this guy says. So just kind of, that's a tricky one. And that's one that can really easily kind of start as, oh, it's not a big deal when it's one little thing. And Mm -hmm. then the more you go along with it, the bigger of a deal it becomes. So we'll tell you how to handle that in a minute, but just... Be aware of this one because this is one of those that will sneak up on you if you're not careful. Yeah, it will. And if you think of it from the standpoint of, let's say, based on your study of scripture and what you've read and everything, you have a certain conviction about drinking. You have a certain conviction about alcohol based on what you've read of scripture. Because there's a lot of differing thoughts on that, even within solid Christian communities. So you have a conviction one way or the other on that. And... So your boyfriend, though, has a different one. Now, the Lord will use your boyfriend and then eventually your husband as a great means of sanctification in your life and sharpening and honing your interpretation of scripture. And he may, maybe he does that with this, but if you are talking about it, he has a different conviction and you say, okay, yeah, cool, me too. Because you're like, oh my word, he's not going to like me. He's not going to want to go out with me. I better just go along. That's a problem. But if through study of scripture and discussing it and really getting into it, you both come to a different conclusion or one or the other of you does, that's different. That's what relationships are supposed to look like. But if you're just throwing caution to the wind and going with whatever he says, you have decided that keeping a boyfriend is more important than following what the Lord has convicted you of based on your study of his word at that point. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's good. I like that. I'm glad you make that distinction. And then last one here is, is your emotional and spiritual well-being super closely tied to his thoughts about you and his words spoken about you? And by that, I mean your boy, him being your boyfriend. And if you would be willing to compromise just about anything to keep him around, to keep him happy, to make him think and say nice things about you, and you are so wrapped up in that that you're literally like your emotional and spiritual well-being is hinges on him that's an issue your spiritual life and your spiritual well-being should hinge on what god says about you not any other person but in this case we're talking about your boyfriend so if you would compromise that to keep him happy or to try to be what he wants even then you're kind of gonna end up with a problem yeah and that i mean that can look like anything from oh my gosh we haven't talked all day today and i start spiraling or you know like oh my gosh i'm so upset because i needed this from him when i was feeling you know this way about this situation and he Mm -hmm. didn't give it to me and you know now i'm devastated like it's 
when your emotional response is far outweighing the situation because of how he is handling whatever situation yeah. you're in, that's when that's a that's a red flag that needs to be addressed. Okay, so maybe one of these questions hit home for you. Maybe four or yeah. five of them did. That's fine. I mean, we're gonna help you. It's not right. fine, but we'll help you. <laughs> we're gonna help you <laughs> get through. <laughs> no, we're not gonna leave you there. But whether you know one or a handful of these kind of hit home, we are gonna end the episode with helping you figure out. Okay, how do I get past this idolatry of my boyfriend? But one thing I want to say as we lead into that final part of the conversation is there's kind of a spectrum here where you could fall and not everybody is, is idolizing their boyfriend the same way. If they are, you may be on the very beginning part of this where it's like, Oh, you're just kind of like, Oh, you've skipped your quiet time four times this week because you were wanting to talk to him on the phone Mm -hmm. a little longer and you slept in or, you know, Oh, like I really Or you find yourself where you're constantly starting to talk about him and you can't have a conversation without bringing him up. Like, very beginning stages. Others of you may be a little bit further in where you're looking at this list and you're like, oh, crap, I do all of these. Like, again, we're going to help you with it. But the the way you approach getting past this idolatry is going to look different based on where you fall on this spectrum. So if you're kind of in the beginning stages of it, if you're on the, again, beginning part of that spectrum, then you may still be able to continue dating this guy while you're unlearning those things and renewing your mind so that you don't continue forward in that pattern. If you're on the further end of the spectrum where this has been a struggle for a long time, it might be time for you to be like, hey, I can't be in a relationship right now because I can't get right. this in the right spot. And I'm too far into it to where I can't pull back from this idolatry without, you know, point that out as we go here. But the solution is not going to be the same for everybody because it's dependent on where you're at with how you are idolizing your boyfriend, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you know yourself. This is just like with anything else. Some people are more prone to this than others. And I mean, we all idolize things but it it may just not be your boyfriend for you and so you may not have as much of a pull towards this and so it will be different um but wherever you are on this i guess you don't want to wait until i know this isn't what you were saying but you don't want to wait until you have a really big serious tough problem with this to say hmm, maybe i should do something about it um because it's just so much harder to overcome and so if you see that in your life now flee from the little bit of it that you see And if you have a lot of in your life, flee from that. And God will be faithful and he will provide that way of escape as you're seeking to obey and honor him. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So step one in getting past idolatry is understanding that idolatry comes from not having a right view of God. So in order to have the correct view of God and his character, you've got to start with getting in the word and reframing your viewpoint. I'm uh, reading or listening to, I'm back on Audible. Okay. Uh, I'm listening to Perfectly Unique okay. by Annie Downs, which was one, like our second book. So it was a long time ago. But she talked about how her friend had her do this thing where the book's about body image. Okay. And her friend had her take a stack of note cards. And on every note card, she had to write a lie she believed about herself, her appearance, you know, whatever. And then on the back of the note card, she had to go find verses mm. that contradicted those lies she okay. believed about herself. So I think that's a great thing you can do here of, yeah. hey, what are lies I'm believing about what my boyfriend's role is, what he is supposed to provide for me, what I, how I think he can be more fulfilling than God can or my relationship with yeah. him. Write those down and then you get in scripture and be like, okay, no, this is what God's word says to combat that lie. And you ke- and Annie even said in the book, she's like, I still go through those note cards yeah. all the time. It's just a resource I've created for myself. And that's a really easy thing to do, but it's such a great tool to have, you know, in your nightstand, yeah. in your purse, whatever you wear, put it in your car, like glove compartment, wherever you think you need it. Mm-hmm. But just as a reminder of, hey, I need to remember what are the characteristics of God? What does he say is true about himself? What does he say is not true and what I'm not Mm -hmm. going to find from another person or from a relationship on this earth and 
putting those verses in the forefront of your mind yeah. when you're tempted to believe that oh my boyfriend's gonna fulfill it all everything and, you I've know ever wanted. be everything I've and ever read wanted. my mind to boot exactly <laughs> exactly so that would be the first thing I would say I love that is to get into the word yeah first and last and most important yes for sure exactly um okay so then after that though and I don't mean necessarily chronologically I feel like a lot of times you'll pray first so the next one is prayer and if you have realized that you are idolizing yourself, your boyfriend, or whatever it is, first thing is pray and repent of that. I mean, it is a sinful thing. And so repent of putting someone else in God's place and then move away from it. And so, but then even after that, like... Pray that the Lord would giving you give you a willing heart and a, a ready heart to put that off because it's not going to be something that's just like, okay, this is wrong and I've repented and it's never going to bother me again. This is going to be something that you're going to have to really work at and the more you do, the easier it will get to put that off. But pray that the Lord would change your heart and enable, enable you to move past this. But then also in that moment when you're tempted and you see these things starting to creep in, pray then too. It's not something that's only when you're not, you know, feeling any sort of temptation and everything's good and you're praying and saying, Lord, help me not do this. But when you're in the thick of it too, pray then. And know too that it is not, I don't know how to say this, it's not sinful to be tempted. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. What you do with it determines whether or not it is sinful or not. Because Jesus was tempted and exactly. he was without sin. Exactly. So that so part's not sinful. Feeling the temptation, fighting temptation is not sinful. That is good. And so you are fighting against something that is sin, but the struggle and the fight, that's a good thing because you are wanting to honor the Lord. You are working at doing that and it can feel defeating because you are constantly battling something that's a a temptation area or a struggle for you. And it can be wearying. I know it can, but the struggle is good Mm -hmm. because it means you're not giving in. Yeah. And I... I'm a firm believer of like, if you're being tempted and you're facing these kind of struggles, that's a really good thing because I highly doubt the enemy is going to be like, oh, I need to go tempt her because, but she's not really, you know, nothing's really going on over there. He's no, like, that's a good thing. If anything, you're not going to go fight something that's not causing you problems. Exactly. Right. And so, and it's not because, oh, you're so great and look at all the wonderful things you're doing. No, God's doing a really awesome thing in your life and he's working through you. And when the devil sees that, he's wanting to make sure that that doesn't continue. Yeah. The last thing he wants is you to become more like Jesus. Exactly. So however he can stop that, he's going to. So if you're struggling with that temptation, take it as a good sign of, okay, well, clearly God's up to something here because if I'm not facing this, then devil's not going to be yeah. worried about it. And let, so let that temptation make you more like Jesus yeah. in overcoming it. And what did Jesus do when he was tempted? He quoted, he quoted scripture. scripture. Mm-hmm. So now we're back to the first part. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And just like, you know, that passage we read at the beginning of the episode in first Corinthians 10, God's going to provide a way out when you ask for it. So mm-hmm. praying in the moment specifically, like Bethany was saying, is so important because if you ask for that, he promises to give you that. He's not gonna be like, oh, let me dangle this above her head like a cat <laughs> where she can barely reach it. Yeah. And it's no, he's going to give you that. And so praying, praying about it in general is obviously good, but praying about it yeah. in the moment is going to be such a great tool to have in your arsenal. For sure. And then the last thing to help you get past it, this is kind of a both and, but <laughs> you're seeking accountability and advice or guidance. Mm-hmm. And Bethany and I, we were planning it, kind of viewed it different ways, but the more we talked, we're like, oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Like you, they, they go together because it's not a, which Bethany did a good job of pointing this out. It's not this like, oh, I'm going to keep living how I'm living and I need accountability to make sure I stop. Like if you're further down on the, the, pattern of idolatry like we've talked about it's going to take more than accountability of oh i need to just pull this back like you may need to make some big decisions here but that's where the advice comes in of you go talk to your mentor your mom your pastor small group leader whatever and say hey i'm struggling with this this is how this is manifesting itself in this relationship and the rest of my life what do i need to do and that wise person is going to be able to say, okay, hey, yeah, I think you can, you know, continue forward in this relationship, but here are the changes you need to make. Or, 
hey, I think you need to go, you're going to need to walk away for a little bit. Like this yeah. is, this is going to be too much for you to try to continue to date him and overcome this at the same time right. because of where you're at. And so that's why it's important. You don't just, you don't just seek advice and then not have them follow up and you don't yeah. just seek accountability without getting their advice first on how to move forward. Yeah. And I think a, a tipping point there in my mind would probably be, okay, do you have a problem with idolizing your boyfriend or do you have a problem with idolatry in general and your boyfriend is just one aspect of that? Mm. And bringing in some outside counsel will be helpful in that because they can, if they're involved in your life, they can look and say, hey, like here's four other areas in your life where this seems to kind of manifest itself. And maybe that you just need to really take a step back and take some time to really focus on that. And like we said, get your view of God right and get in his word and those things and do that without distractions in the moment. And then add those things back in. But if this is more of a one-off kind of thing where this isn't a typical pattern for you, then it may be that that accountability is more of what you need and you are okay to forge ahead. Yeah, exactly. And again, we say this all the time, but it's so important that you have a couple people, at least in your life, that you give the freedom to speak honestly into your life. And that may mean you asking point blank like hey how did how from the outside looking in like my relationship with my boyfriend does it look healthy to you like do you feel like yeah. I'm handling it well is there anything I could do better you don't have to follow and ask him like hey am I idolizing my boyfriend <laughs> you can I'm not saying there's <laughs> yeah. anything wrong with that but if you want to st- so you're not prompting anything like from a bias standpoint ask them hey what is, what does this look like from where you are mm-hmm. as an observer and someone who has a really clear window into my life And then if they bring that up, like, you've got to take that into consideration. And, you know, again, this is not where you go to your yes men. This is not where you go to the friend who is, you know, your biggest cheerleader about whether, (laughs) you know, you just saved someone's life or you're about to jump off a, you know, bridge that you shouldn't. Whatever, you know, again, dramatic. But that seems to be my MO these days with (laughs) examples. But going to someone who's going to give you that wise, honest advice and then taking it and applying it, but really making sure that you have those people that can see what's going on in your life so that they know what kind of advice to give you. Mm-hmm. So that would be my final charge, I guess. But yeah. really, and I love when this happens because I don't, we don't necessarily do this on purpose, but like those three things, getting into scripture, getting into prayer and seeking advice and counsel and accountability Though that's pretty much your recipe for overcoming any yes, sin. Yes, absolutely. Like this doesn't just have to be, this can be any idolatry. This can be any struggle, period. Mm-hmm. And so even if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, I just love listening to Bethany and Kristen talk, even if it doesn't <laughs> apply to me, first of all, thank you. Um, but second of we all. We don't idolize ourselves, I No, promise. we don't. <laughs> but most of the time. Most of the time. You know, we just have a high level of confidence. It's fine. Uh, no, but... Even if, you know, you're not even in a relationship right now, you don't really struggle with idolizing your boyfriend or you never have before, whatever. Yes, this is a good thing to file away for if you do come up against this in the future. But these are just three good things to remember with any sin you may be struggling with. Absolutely, This is the route you need to take in order to overcome that. So just keep that in mind as well. Totally. But I think we will end on that. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, we are so grateful for y'all just love y'all to death this is gonna be i mean it's already off to a great start of a season (laughs) but i'm really excited for what the rest of this season holds we will be back next week with another episode so stay tuned for that but until then i'm Kristen, and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle Mm -hmm.